In today's episode, we look at some underperforming players for fantasy basketball. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore B-Ball and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Fantasy playoffs, fantasy finals, maybe fantasy semifinals. We'd be very unlucky to be playing through to the end of the season. But here we are. We're going to talk about guys that over the last week have been underperforming what our rest of season expectations are or what they've done for the uh, the season to date so far. So let's start with some category league guys. And we'll go with Jaron Jackson Jr., whose first couple of games back were really good. 15-8 and eight with four blocks, 23-3 and three with a block. That was awesome. And since then, he's combined for 30 points in three games. Like, he shot poorly, and he is, what, the 284th ranked player over those last three weeks. He's 162nd over the course of the season. They don't appear to be in any rush to bump his minutes up. And while I do expect him to be better than he has been, I'm not sure that Jaron remains a must-roster player. We are, again, we're in the end game now, guys. You need to be making these decisions that are, that are tough. The 22 minutes, 10.6 rebounds, 1.3 blocks over those last three games is shitful. Shooting 32% from the field and 64 from the line are, are not numbers that are going to stick, including 18% from three. There is a significant chance of him getting better here. Like, he's definitely going to improve. But is it going to be enough? And is it going to be in time? I think that's a significant question that needs to be asked. Plus, there's a back-to-back in the middle of this week, so probably only three games from Jaron. So while we do look at him as underperforming, we also have to look at him as probably not a must-roster, probably not a must-roster guy at this point. And I think that's fair. The next guy we look at, another guy that's really a favorite of mine, Wendell Carter Jr. Um, minutes have been down of late. Mo Bumba's cutting into his playing time. He's the 222nd ranked player over the last two weeks, averaging nine and eight. Only half a block a game, that's hurting. 41% shooting, that's hurting. 71 from the line, that's hurting. 25 from three, that's useless. One assist, abominable. Like that role that we saw him start to take on a little bit in Chicago of more facilitating has not been present at all in Orlando. The minutes have dropped, the shooting is way off. Um, I do expect him to be better than this, for sure. But again, like Jaron Jackson, is it worth it? I don't know. Maybe the only person who thinks that is Missy Elliott. Shout out to songs from 20 years ago. There is four games this week for Wendell Carter, so that makes him a little bit tougher to drop. But with how he's playing, with how the shooting is, it's really, really hard to consider him a must-roster guy. Let's move on to the Italian cock, Danilo Gallinari. Hands off my cock! Yeah, hands off it indeed. Now, he is struggling at the moment outside the top 210 over the last two weeks. Why? He's just shooting terribly. Under 40% from the field. He's still hitting 38% of his threes, but can't hit any twos. The free throws are excellent. He has, I think, one steal in the last two weeks and zero blocks. He has like seven assists in six games. He has barely any rebounds. Let's have a look. 21 rebounds in six games. He's not hitting threes. Like the volume of threes is not there. And while Gallinari, again, is someone that can be better than what he is, yeah, I I don't think he deserves to be rostered in 83% of leagues. There's definitely an improvement to come here, for sure. 
And it's going to come on the back of that shooting improving and getting the three-point volume back up and hitting those at a better clip. But more importantly, just hitting some twos and maybe getting an occasional steal would be great. But again, we're looking at, do we need to hold? And probably in most cases, the answer to that is going to be no. Jingle and Joe Ingles. He's had an amazing season. 70% true shooting for the year. That's great. Unfortunately, at this time of the year, he's shitting the bed. Moved into the starting lineup with Don Mitchell out. It's been not very good at all. 31 minutes a night over the last two weeks, 161st ranked player because the shots aren't going in. Now, Ingles is a guy that's had troubles with his free throws forever. This year, he's at 84%, but 67 over the last two weeks, 76 over the last month. Like It's really started to regress. Even the amazing three-point shooting, which is at 47% on the season, that's down to 40%, and that's still great. But this is something I say all the time. 40% is still great. But when your numbers are back based on 47%, it's a massive drop and it's a huge hit. It's like when guys average yeah, 3.8 blocks and they go down to two and you go, oh, two still good. Yeah, it is. But it's a massive drop off from what was giving you all of that value. Ingles is still getting good assists. Amazingly, he's got one steal in the last seven games. That's hurting. He's not rebounding the ball. And he's just he's hurting you with percentages. True shooting is under 60%, um, which again, for him, is a significant drop off. I think we still hold on to Joe, and we expect some improvement to come. But obviously, this downturn is uh, just hurting us at the absolute wrong time of the season. Guys, Locker Room is the app. It's the first social audio platform that's made for sports fans. Locker Room is the perfect place to start or join conversations about the NBA. And you'll find fans just like you on Locker Room for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and of course, reacting to big news or rumors. And you'll have a chance to chat with me and might even have a chance to be featured on this Locked On podcast uh, throughout our Locker Room conversation. So be sure to join me when I'm there on Friday. I'm not there every Friday, but you'll see when I'm there. And the way to find out that I'm there is if by following me at JoshLoyd48 on the Locker Room app. So you can go download it on iOS devices. And there was a beta on Android as well. You can create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the NBA group for the latest league updates. I can't wait to hear everyone's thoughts on their fantasy basketball team. So I'll see you there. Locker Room is changing the way that we talk sports. The last guy on this list is Terry Rogier, a bloke that has carried really hard this year, 46th ranked player over the course of the season. And of course, you know, I've made jokes about him being the greatest shooter of all time. Is that, look, is his shooting ever going to drop off? And I guess the answer to that is yes, when we need it the most, it is going to drop off. Because over the last two weeks, Rogier is, this, and this is the Terry Rogier that I thought of, sort of thought we might get this year, a guy that's outside the top 100. I wasn't sure how the he and Devontae Graham mix would go with LaMelo Ball. So I, I was way off on Rogier this year. I thought he'd be an outside the top 100 player. And the problem is that that's where he is now, averaging 18, 4, and 6, which is the 6 is great, but only half a steal, and shooting 38 from the field when he's been at 46 from the field this year. The two-pointers have fallen way off. The three-pointers have disappeared. The true shooting's under 50%. Like, he's absolutely hurting your free field goals. And I think it's underreported that over the last two months, Thierry Rogier has been almost a punt field goal guy. And this is a guy that was unbelievable to start the year, but he's at 42% over the last 28 games. And that is really, really hurting. The scoring's still fine. Like, the fact that he's dropping off in steals is hurting his current numbers. But that legendary shooting has just disappeared. And I think it is something, again, we talk about him, and, and I'm guilty of it as well. Like, he's been an unbelievable shooter, but he actually hasn't for half the season. He was out of his mind to begin this season, and that's what sticks in my head. It's, I'm sure it's what sticks in your head too. Is that Rogier's hitting 44% of his three. This guy never misses. But for half the season, he's well below league average. And that averages out to be, hey, look at that, what a great year. You shot 40%. 
But over the second half, it's been pretty poor. And we're seeing that yeah, even amplify further in the fantasy playoffs, which is pretty disappointing, obviously. Let's move on to some points league guys now. Aaron Gordon has just been an abject disaster, I think, from a fantasy point of view in Denver. Over the last month for points leagues, he's averaging under 22 points per game. His season number is at 27. Um, look, he can be better than this. We've seen him be better than this, but we haven't seen him be better than this in Denver. Usage is way down. Assists are way down. Steals and blocks have somehow gotten worse than they were in Orlando. Minutes are down. Scoring is down. The only thing that's up is field goal percentage. And in points leagues, you don't give a shit about that. So yeah, he's been bad. Hopefully you dropped him ages ago. Um, is there still scope? And I, I still, I, I will keep talking myself into it going, yeah, Will Barton's out. Jamal Murray's out. Maybe he gets a spike. But the evidence will just tell you it's just not going to happen. And what am I clinging onto here? I'm not actually sure. But he's been piss poor. Well, let's be fair. Like from on-court stuff, yeah, pretty solid. For fantasy, shitful. Like absolutely not good at all. And is there room for that to improve? Probably a little bit. But I'm not putting a huge amount of faith in it. Timothy John McConnell. Um, he's been excellent this year, for sure. 107th ranked player in points leagues, almost 27 points per game. Unfortunately, over the last week, he's down to 20 a game. His minutes are being cut as they're giving more minutes to guys like O'Shea Brissett, Edmund Sumner, and even Aaron Holiday. 21 minutes a night over the last three. Under six points per game. Now, he's still getting 2.3 steals, but he's had one rebound per game. The five assists are down from the six and a half, and all that stuff matters. He's never going to be a high-volume scorer, but he was getting by on high steals, high assists, solid rebounds with seven to eight points per game, and it's fallen off. I am not certain that McConnell is a must-roster player as we move forward from here. Category leagues, it's a different story because of his ability to generate assists and steals. But in points leagues, there's just nothing that's exciting about what he's doing at, at this point. Let's talk one of the biggest disappointments over the last week, DeAndre Ayton, who's averaging just 27 points over the last four games. His usage is actually embarrassingly low, under 12% in that time. He's averaging 7.5 real-life points. Seven and a half real life points. This guy averaged 18 and 11 last year. One block per game. Like if you're going to average seven points, at least give me three blocks or something. 10 boards. That's nice. Cool. Thank you. Under two assists, under a steal, one block. Seven points. That's 27 fantasy points per game. That's down on the 33 that he's averaging. I do. Th I don't think this is a permanent thing for Aiton. I think there is some you know, reasonable room for improvement here. But holy shit, like at this time of the year to, to serve up this nonsense, to basically be, you know, a a worse, you know, or not a worse, a marginally better Aaron Gordon for a bloke that would have been picked in the top 30 is very, very disappointing. The Thick Hogsman, Tobias Harris. Um, I think I am a TH. T to the H. Yeah, TH for life. As I dubbed him yesterday, the moderately girthy Hogsman at the moment is struggling. 29 points per game over the last two weeks. 28 minutes. There's been a lot of blowouts there for the Sixers, but he's still way off. And I'm, I am 100% sure his knee is bothering him. Usage is down. Scoring is down. He's averaging 13 points per game. He's never going to be a high steals and blocks guy, and that's about where it is. The assists are fine, but his rebounds are down. The minutes are down. The usage is down. The scoring is down by six points per game. And his fantasy numbers are down by almost nine fantasy points per game. Do I think he can improve from here? Yeah, absolutely he can. Am I confident in it and his knees and the way that they're going to manage it? Nah, not really. I am a little bit worried about where Harris sits from here on out. 
We're not dropping him, but obviously it's pretty poor to see him at this area. And the last bloke, I'm sure you're all aware of this, Paul George has been really good this year. He's the 27th ranked player. He's averaging 41 fantasy points per game. And then, of course, last week he's averaging 33. That is just a huge, huge drop-off. Why is it down so much? Well, the shooting just went, just disappeared. His assists also fell from five a game to three per game. And his scoring went from 24 down to 18. Six fewer points per game. Now, he had been hard carrying. He is the 11th ranked player over the last month. So you can't complain of what he's done down the stretch. The problem is that just last week, he just fell in a hole. Now, 67th isn't as bad as what we've seen from Aaron Gordon or Terry Rozier or Joe Ingles or TJ McConnell or DeAndre Ayton. It's nowhere near that bad. But for a bloke who's been putting up second round value, you don't want to see him putting up fifth round value, which is what's been happening over this last week. And it is just, he's had a couple of just horrible shooting nights, which has dropped his scoring by six points per game. I am absolutely confident that this is going to jump back up for Paul George and that in this week, if you're still alive, you're going to see some pretty good um, performances from him. But it's obviously pretty disappointing to see this happen at this point in the year. Guys, that'll do it for me today. I'll be back really soon after you watch this video with the pregame show. And if you hear the podcast pregame show, 6.30 p.m. Eastern on the YouTube channel. Don't forget, follow Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on Odyssey. While on YouTube, hit the thumbs up, hit the subscribe, hit the notification bell, and leave your comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.